Um, let me share uh, a couple of verses from the Bible, um, and I'm just going to speak for about five or ten minutes. And it's this passage that, that you'll have heard uh, around Christmas time, and it's in Luke chapter 2. And it says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. Verse 4 says, So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And so I want to take about five or ten minutes to share about the Christmas story, this idea that this journey was for you. This journey was for you. One thing, and I've told this story a few times about Christmas that is quite interesting, is that there's only a certain amount of things that come out just at Christmas time. Uh, the whole rest of the year, they, they stay hidden away. And so obviously like Christmas tree and lights and decorations, they come out um, at Christmas. But then like when I used to live at home, like there was only certain like plates that used to come out at Christmas time. Um, certain cutlery that used to come out at Christmas time. Certain glassware that used to come out. Never saw it any other time of the year except Christmas time. Your Christmas jumper, you, no one ever wears your Christmas jumper, Christmas jumper in June anymore. anymore. Like we only come, only ever comes out at Christmas, uh, snow spray, stuff like that there, it only ever comes out at Christmas. And so there's a lot of things that you'll have put out in your house this year that is just for this time of the year. It only ever comes out at Christmas. And it's funny because there's stuff that's literally brought out and we don't even use, like stockings get hung up, but no one actually uses a stocking anymore. It's just for how it looks. We don't use it but it's just nice to look at. And another thing that I would assume that maybe half of the people in here would have in their house is a nativity set. Anyone have a nativity set in their house? Okay, not half, but okay, we'll just run with a couple of people. A nativity set. It's always brought out around Christmas time. And nativity is also something that if you were in church with us this morning, you would have come and, and celebrated uh, the nativity story. Or maybe this week or the past two weeks, you've went to one or two nativity stories. You've went to see your, your son or daughter or, or grandchild or niece or nephew or brother, sister, whatever it is. You probably went this week to watch a nativity story. You've, you've helped the, the, the relative of yours dress up. You've helped them with their costume. You've helped them learn their lines. You've helped them practice their songs. You've helped them with their, whether they're dressed up as a star or a shepherd or a wise man or a donkey, Mary, Joseph, whatever it is, we've all been quite focused on this nativity set. But it only ever comes out at Christmas. It might be a decoration on your, your mantelpiece or on a table, and it's nice to look at, but I want to make a one point here for the next couple of minutes, and it's this, that the nativity is for life, not just for Christmas. The nativity is for life, not just for Christmas. Whether you're in here and you're a Christian or not, you'll probably have heard the nativity story. You'll have heard about the angel Gabriel coming to speaking to Mary and Joseph to say that you are going to have a baby and you're going to name him Jesus. And in the passage I read out is that they embark on this journey. They go from, from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And we've heard the song, the wee song, little donkey, little donkey. I don't know the rest of the words. Um, but you've heard the song. We know the story. But realistically, do you realize that that would have taken them about five to six days to go? Five to six days to travel. 
Um, I had a few sisters. One of them was pregnant. And like, see, living with a pregnant sister, or well, I wasn't living with a pregnant sister, but even being related to a pregnant sister, like, it was tough going. But five to six days, imagine them traveling for five to six days, pregnant, sore, tired. But at the end of this journey, something incredible was about to happen. Not only did a baby come, but heaven itself was coming. In a couple of days, heaven itself was about to come. This wasn't just an ordinary child. This was heaven invading earth. This was hope manifested in human form. This was love incarnate. Could you imagine the anticipation of this? Some of you might have relatives right now here in a different country who might be coming home for Christmas. And the anticipation of someone coming home for Christmas is exciting. You're counting down the days. They're nearly here. They're on their way. They're nearly, they're outside the house. Anticipation that heaven was coming. But the journey that they took mattered. The journey that they took for five or six days mattered because the journey led them to see Christ. Their journey led them to see Jesus. And their journey wasn't coincidental. It wasn't random. But it was God-ordained. I wonder when Mary was pregnant and carrying that baby around, did she think, oh, but Jesus, do we have to go here? Like, I don't, I don't kind of want to have my baby in this random place. Maybe, maybe we'll get there, get the census done, and we'll come back, and we can celebrate the birth with friends and family. Maybe she thought, I'm not going to actually have my baby in Bethlehem, but God knew this is all part of my plan. This is all part of my plan. And whatever situation of life you are right now, wherever you are in your life, you are on a journey. We have all been on journeys. We're all on journeys right now in our lives. And whatever situation you've been, maybe you've never been to church before. Maybe this is the first time you've been to church. Maybe you've been to church before when you were younger and never came again and you decided to come back because someone asked you. Maybe you've been to church, gave your life to God and then do you know what? Something happened and you walked away. The fact of the matter is this. Whether when you're sitting in here right now, listen to my voice, this was not coincidental. God ordained and God planned you to be here to listen to this. This is not coincidental. Your life your journey, sorry, in life matters because it has led you to this point where right now you sit and listen in the Dunleelam Church at this carol service of 2017. You listen to hear that the journey that Mary and Joseph went on mattered and the journey that you've been on to get to this point matters. This is not coincidental. This is planned and intentional by God because God cares about you and God wants to speak to you. John 10, 10, he came so that you would find life and you would find it in all of its abundance. Luke 19.10, Jesus came that he, he could seek and save me and save you, the lost. You're sitting in here because God has planned this for you. Your journey is intentional. And so as I close, I want to ask you, as you sit here, as you sit and listen to the rest of this carol service, as you sit and listen to the carols and listen to the messages and the stories told, this isn't a coincidence. This isn't just another carol service. This isn't just another nativity story. This nativity is for life, not just for Christmas. This journey was for you. There were no parades to announce his birth, no royal robes to show his worth. 
Born in a stable with animals he shared, the Son of God came and little celebration was heard. This wasn't a birth that we just have to make do. You see, this birth was heavenly planned and this birth was for you. This wasn't the birth you'd expect for a saviour, wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. But it was the declaration that our Messiah had arrived, the one God sent to save all of mankind. He didn't have a palace or jewels on his head, simply born in the dirt with a crib for his bed. This wasn't a birth you would write for a breakthrough, but this birth was long awaited and this birth was for you. This wasn't the birth you'd expect for the Son of Man, but it was the birth that God had meticulously planned. Born in the dirt and lying in straw, His birth wasn't majestic, but it was real and it was raw. Born as a baby, lying in the hay, history was changed forever, all because of this one day. This birth wasn't extravagant or miraculous in the world's view but it was never meant to be because this birth was for you. This wasn't the birth that you would expect for the Prince of Peace, but it was the birth that waged war and caused Satan to cease. What would seem as our last resort was God's first choice, not a better plan cut short. Just the fulfillment of dozens of prophecies told by God's command, written through human hands, perfected by one man. God sent us the greatest gift that has ever been given, His Son, Jesus Christ, through whom all can be forgiven. So it wasn't the birth that you'd expect for a king, but the birth was for you and it changed everything. And uh, we're just thinking about what to say. Um, any Star Wars fans in the house? Yeah, aye, a lot of Star Wars fans. And the new Star Wars movies, obviously out at the moment and, and I've got people in the family are, are, are busting their, their guts to get out to see that very, very soon. So for all you Star Wars fans, I, I hope there's gonna be an image come up on the screen here that you will appreciate. And uh, uh, that's a picture I'm sure you're familiar with. One picture can tell a whole story. One picture can tell a whole story. And there you have him, cute little Anakin Skywalker, but he has a shadow. And the shadow tells us a lot about the significance of that little boy and what his future holds. Here's another picture that can tell us a whole story. And like the first picture, This manger has a dark shadow. And the dark shadow, again, like the first picture, lets us see that there's going to be something really significant about this baby that will lie in that manger and what his future holds. You see, when it comes to nativity scenes, we're probably more used to seeing uh, pictures like the next slide where you've got... Jesus lying in a nice, comfortable bed of straw in this lovely, warm, beautifully lit room with overjoyed parents, a few excited visitors and the odd cow or two. And it must be a million miles away from what it was like back then. One picture can tell a whole story, a dark shadow of destiny cast over a manger that would hold a significant baby. But what is it that's so significant about this little baby? What is it that's so significant about this little baby? There are are 200,000 babies born around the world 
every day. Why is it that 2,000 years later, we are talking about this particular baby here tonight? Well, it's like Lucy was reminding us in her spoken word. It's because this birth was for you. It was for you. An angel told shepherds why. He said this, I bring you good news of great joy for today in the town of David, a saviour will be born for you. A saviour will be born for you. And folks, the dark shadow that we can see in that picture would be significant for that saviour because the baby that would lie in that manger would one day lie on a cross Those little baby hands that would one day playfully reach out to its mother would one day be nailed to a cross. The tears that baby would cry when he was hungry or tired would one day flow again from a cross. Tears of love and and tears of sorrow as Jesus died for the sins of the world. One picture can tell a whole story and the Christmas manger is incomplete without the cross. And the shadow reveals the real reason behind this season. And the real reason, as Davy was saying, that this isn't just something we celebrate one day a year. This is all year round, every year. And although that shadow is dark, its message, folks, is full of light. You see, the cross reminds us tonight of our broken relationship with God. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned, we've all stuffed up in our lives. Sin, it's all the things that we do say and think in our lives that are wrong. It's all the things that we would do in our lives that Jesus wouldn't. We're all really good at it, and I know that in my life. It's all of our imperfections, and it's important to mention sin tonight because unless we know that we are sinners. We're never going to actually see the need to find forgiveness and we need forgiveness. We absolutely need forgiveness in our lives because the sin that is there in all of us has separated us from this awesome, wonderful God who is so awesome in his justice that he actually demands all of our sin be punished. But Christmas reveals a God who is passionate about you and he's passionate about me, passionate about releasing what hangs over us because of sin and healing our broken relationship with him. That's what we remember this Christmas. When God sent Jesus, he sent his very, very best. He sent us everything. He couldn't give us more because he knew that only his son would be enough to reverse and to pay the price that he demands for our sin. See, having a relationship with God, the God that we imagine most of you here tonight believe exists, and he does, but having a relationship with him has got nothing to do with us, it's got nothing to do with how good we can be, but it's got everything to do with the one who would lie on that manger and one day again lie on that cross. 
You see, on the cross, Jesus paid every bit of God's demand for justice on our sin so that we could be freed from it. You know what the Bible says? It says this, Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. This is incredible. This is absolutely awesome. 2,000 years ago, in the town of David, a saviour was born. A saviour was born for you and for me. But you know, again, the Christmas message, it's more than just about getting rid of our sins and and getting into heaven. That's incredible just in itself. But it's also about transformation. The message is also about transformation. You see, God has a life for you. God has a life for you. He doesn't want you to just make a decision here tonight and, and say, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. Forgive me for my sins and that's it. He has a life for you to live. And if we think about it, Mary and Joseph, they, they loved each other and they probably had plans, they probably had aspirations and dreams as to what their lives would hold together. But then God interrupted it all. He interrupted it with news. And he said, you've got a plan, but do you know what? I've got an, awfully lot, an awful lot better a plan for you. And it might be that this Christmas, God wants to interrupt your life and where your life is going and transform everything. Please let God do that because his plan for your life is an awful lot better than the one you have for it. Not necessarily an easier plan, not a plan that says, you know, give your life to me and everything's going to be okay. Not a plan that says, hey, become a Christian and I'll get rid of that problem you have. Not a plan that says you're never going to get sick or you're never going to struggle with your finances or you're never going to have a relationship problem. That's not what we're talking about here. In fact, sometimes people's difficulties in life can increase when they give their lives to Jesus. You ask people who are persecuted around the world for their faith, and they'll they'll let you understand that that's absolutely true. And we live in a world that would rather say happy holidays than happy Christmas, and that gives you a glimpse into the life that you'll have to live as a Christian. And you know what? See, if the world despised and rejected Jesus, why would it not do the same to us if we decide to actually follow him? Yes, there's a cost that comes with wanting to follow Jesus, but the cost that comes with walking away from him is infinitely and eternally greater than the cost that comes with following him. Jesus doesn't call us into an easier life. He calls us into the best life and he pours into our lives everything that we desperately need. Everything that we desperately need and lack without of Jesus. I wonder, are you here tonight and you're just searching for fulfillment in, in your life journey that, that Davy was talking about and that every single one of us is on? Are you searching for something more? Because no matter what you do, no matter where you look at it, it doesn't seem to cut it. It just doesn't seem to cut it in the way that you are wanting for. Please let God interrupt your life. And your journey, because he's actually the only one who can give you exactly what you need and you long for and fill that void in your life. Are you searching for peace? Let God interrupt, because the Bible says he gives peace that surpasses understanding, peace that can be with us in our most difficult moments, peace that can be with us when we face our greatest opposition. Peace that comes when we're in a right relationship 
with God? Are you searching for joy? Joy that's deeper than that. just happiness. Happiness is such a, a fickle emotion. It's, it's, it's here one minute and then it can be gone the absolute next. We're longing for something more. Are you looking for that joy that's just deeper? Please let God interrupt your life and the way in which it's going at the moment because he can bring a depth of joy that is unspeakable. It is absolutely unspeakable and only comes when we're in a right relationship with him. Are you here tonight? And Davy is so right. There is no coincidence that you sit in this church here this evening. God wants to communicate something with you. Are you searching for meaning in your life? Are you searching for purpose, for value, for a hope, for guidance, for an adventure? Well, look at the baby who was born with a, a shadow of destiny. One picture, it can tell a whole story. And from this one, we learn about our sin. We learn about God's Savior. And we also learn that he wants to interrupt our lives tonight and transform us. God gave his all, all for you on the cross and he deserves nothing less back in return. Tis the season to be jolly. Absolutely. The season of silver bells, holly, mistletoe, colored lights. The season of getting and giving presents. The season for Slade, Band-Aid, Shaken Stevens and all the rest of it. They belt out their famous numbers. It's the season to be jolly, but what we're hoping is that this season will be a little bit deeper for someone or for some people here tonight. Will it be deeper than lights, presents, parties, and music, which, hey, are all great in themselves, but will it be deeper than that? Christmas, folks, it's all about Jesus. If it isn't about Jesus, it's just another holiday. It's just another holiday. The word Christmas, Christ, Mass, literally means celebration of Christ. Are you at a place in your life? Are you at a place in your life where you want, where you need, where you desperately need God to interrupt, to step in with everything you're longing for? Everything that you're longing for and everything that you need. Are you at a place in your life where, hey, no matter the cost, no matter what people might say, no matter what good changes might come in your life, where you're prepared to count that cost, where you want God in your life more than you want your next breath? If so, let him interrupt. Let him in. And we're going to give you the opportunity to do that tonight. One picture can tell a whole story. Could this be the first Christmas that you respond properly to the baby who was born with that dark shadow of destiny? A dark shadow that reminds us tonight again of our sin, but also a shadow of love where God says he wants to interrupt. He wants to shine his transforming light into our lives. God loves you. Please hear that one. God loves you. The manger and the cross absolutely prove it. Absolutely prove it. Are you going to let him interrupt? Lily and, and, and some of the dancers are going to come up and they're going to minister a song to us now. 
And during that song, what we want you to do is to just think about what we've been going through this evening and, and the different messages. And maybe you're ready to respond this evening. Well, let the words of this song and what the, the girls minister to us here in dance continue to speak. And once we finish that, we're going to pray a prayer. And if you'd like to let God interrupt, come into your life and give your heart to him, we'll pray a prayer with you after that.